This is the Colorado Prepscast. Colorado Prep. Western Slope Edition. Presented by Alpine Bank and hosted by Matt Kennedy. Hello and welcome back to the Colorado Prepscast. Western Slope Edition presented by Alpine Bank. I'm Matt Kennedy giving you the weekly rundown of everything Chassa Preps on the Western Slope side of Colorado. It is postseason continuation here on the Western Slope Podcast getting into some volleyball, men's soccer, and some volleyball postseason. Every single one of them finally is in the playoffs. So we're going to be talking about each and every one today, starting off with volleyball. Down at 1A, Meeker, the Cowgirls Girls are the third seed in the 4A State Volleyball Playoff bracket and have a first-round bye. They deserve it after winning the regional play against both Sargent and Telluride High School last week. They beat Telluride in that last game back on the ninth via a three-set sweep. Because of that first-round bye, they will play the first game of the postseason against the winner of the Simla and Yuma game that is taking place tomorrow on Thursday. That game for Mika will take place on the same day right afterwards. If the Cowgirls win that game, they will eventually maybe see Lyman High School, who was one of the only two teams to defeat Mika at some point this season. Actually, Mika's last loss was against Lyman. Since that loss, the Cowgirls have won 17 straight. No Western Soap teams in the 3A bracket after Cedar Ridge got swept by Bayfield in the regional tournament. Bayfield is 12th in their respective bracket. Jumping up to 4A, though, Montrose stands alone as the lone 4A Western Slope squad in that bracket. The Indians have lost two out of their last five matches but are still seeded. Second, they will have a first-round bye and will play the winner of the Erie and Cheyenne Mountain matchup that is taking place tomorrow on Thursday. Look out for Madison Satterfly and Kelsey Rocco. They continue to lead the team in scoring. Satterly is first in kills with 280 total in the last two games against Eagle Valley and Longmont in the regional bracket, she had a combined 29 kills with a combined hitting percentage of a 4.64. Absolutely outstanding. Rocco is second on the team in scoring with a total of 194 kills on the year. She had a, she has a hitting percentage of a 2.11, but hit over 500 in the win against Longmont last week. Currently on the year, Erie is 18 and seven, and Cheyenne Mountain is 15 and 10. Like I just said, Montrose will play the winner of that game. Jumping over to men's soccer. Roaring Fork is killing it. They are the lone team out of all the brackets in the Western Slope. Roaring Fork is in the state semis of the 3A bracket. They will face Salida tonight, the number one seeded Spartans. The Rams have gone through three teams, though, to get to where they're at now. First, they beat Peak to Peak in the opening round and then defeated Fort Lupton 2-0 in the second. Then last week against Aurora West College Prep School, the Rams gave the Spartans their second and final loss on the year. Now head coach Nicholas Forbes will look to beat the undefeated Spartans in Salida, who barely got out of the quarterfinals when they had to take Faith Christian High School to PKs to get that dub. Arlo Follett had the goal in regulation time to force the eventual overtime, and Quinn Phillips, the goalie, had two saves in the shootout to secure the win. Salida has beaten Faith Christian, the Academy, and Alamosa to get to this matchup against the Rams, who will be looking to bring back Ross Barlow, who leads the team in the goals with 18 on the year, but did not play in the quarterfinal match against the War West College Prep. Dylan Webster, the senior, had a lone goal back in that game in the second half, and he is second in scoring on the team, so he will be forced to pick up the slack again if Barlow cannot go. Your time is precious, and your local Alpine Bank wants you to have more time for the things you enjoy. Things like spending time with family and supporting local high school sports. With access to more than 43,000 surcharge-free ATMs nationwide, you can spend less time searching for an ATM and more time focusing on the big game. Find out more at alpinebank.com. Member FDIC. Looking at football, 
every single class from 1A up to 4A is represented by a Western Slope team. Starting at the bottom with Meeker down in 1A, the Cowboys are still alive after a good test against Buena Vista in the first round. That's how the Cowboys escape with a sound 34-20 victory. Ryan Phelan, the quarterback, was actually taken out of the game, possibly due to injury. It was not listed in the notes, but junior Brandon Garcia replaced Phelan in the matchup, and he came in, completed 15 of his passes, and threw for two touchdowns with no interceptions. It is unsure if Ryan will go this week, but they will probably love to have him back considering he is one of the best quarterbacks in the entire state in the class of 1A. They are facing Centauri, who is seated fifth right behind Meeker. The Falcons are 9-1 and one on the year and defeated Flatirons Academy in the first round, 28-21. They got two running backs in Taj Cornum and Mason Clonch, who both have over 700 rushing yards on the year and a combined six touchdowns on the season. They averaged 212 yards on the ground per game as a team. Jumping up to 2A, though. As always, this is the class that you need to pay attention to because the games are always going to be good, and there are three Western Slope teams in which have possible chances to win a state championship. Rifle is playing Basalt, so one of them will be getting knocked out. The Bears are facing off against the Lockhorns, and the undefeated Bears will be looking to stay undefeated and beat the Lockhorns for the second time within the last month. In the first round of the playoffs, the Bears and the Lockhorns both won pretty soundly. Rifle defeated Inglewood last week 48-15. to It was the seventh time this year that the Bears have put over 40 points up on the scoreboard, and the second time they have scored 48 in a game, which is their season high in terms of points in a game. But Salt was able to get past TCA, the Classical Academy, last weekend in a much closer 13-7 win. The Lockhorns were tied with the Titans 7-7 at the start of the second. They got another touchdown via a touchdown pass from Matty Gillis, who ended the night completing eight passes for 81 yards and the two touchdowns along with a single interception. Basalt had four punt blocks in that game and caused another fumble to get the win. They did not score any points in the second half, but that 13-7 in the first half was enough to overcome the Titans. Last time the two teams faced off back on October 25th, Levi Warfell rushed for 171 yards and a touchdown while the rest of the offense put up 21 points in the 21-9 win. This time, Basalt will look to restrict the Bears to the lowest amount of points of the season once again. Delta, the Panthers are seeded fourth, and they blew out, and I mean blew out, Pagosa Springs 40-40-0 last week in the first round. That saw a lovely return of that defense who has been so dominant this year. Nolan Bidem, the quarterback, scored four touchdowns total, two of them on the ground, two of them through the air. Senior receiver Hunter Hughes caught six passes from Bynum, 470 yards and a touchdown. The defense that was so dominant, as I, as I just stated, caused a turnover via an interception, and they shut down Pagosa in every which way. This week, though, it will be a much tougher test for the Panthers. In the second round, Faith Christian is coming into town, seated fifth with a 9-1 and record. The same as Delta. The Eagles defeated Elizabeth High School 8 to nothing, which was the least amount of points they have scored all year, but the offense still manages to average 20.6 points per game in rushes for a total of 288 yards per game. Their primary running back, Eric, Gun Eric Granados, has six 100-yard games this year with a total of 1,164 yards and 10 touchdowns on the year. That's not the scary part. The scary part is that he's done that while only playing six games. So each game he has played, he has rushed for over 100 yards. He has been battling injury, and he actually did not play in the last game against Elizabeth, so I am not sure where his status lies in terms of this week, but if he comes back, it will be a much-needed acquisition for Faith Christian. 3A. The playoffs are finally starting this week, and Palisade is representing the entire 
Western Soap, the Bulldogs are seated 10th and will be facing off against Durango, who is seated 7th. Palisade blew out Summit High School 42-6 to to end the regular season, but that game was a simply a confidence booster to go into the playoffs. Last time these two teams faced off, it was a win for the Bulldogs back in Week 1. Cam Tucker in that game put up 211 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, but I believe it was actually that game where the senior QB actually hurt his ankle that kept him away from the field for the first half of the season. Since then, he has been back and has thrown for over 633 yards, 10 touchdowns, and one interception while rushing for 587 yards and nine touchdowns. Looking at Durango, though, the Demons are 7-3 and three and are led by junior quarterback in Jordan Wolverton, who has passed for 1,500 yards and 22 touchdowns with only two interceptions on the year. The Demons are a better team than we saw back in Week 1, and it will be a much tougher test for the Bulldogs than what they've seen in the last five weeks. In the last five weeks alone, the Bulldogs have scored 40-plus points in each of those matchups. They have won every single game in the last five weeks, and we'll look to keep that trend going against Durango this weekend. 4A, Fruta, Montrose, and Grand Junction High School are all representing the Western Slope in that same bracket. Montrose is the highest seed with a number four spot. The Indians, though, were number one for a while before getting beat by Ponderosa more than two weekends ago. This week, they will face off against Brighton, who are seeded 13th and are coming into the game with a 6-4 and four record. The Bulldogs have lost three straight that have seen the defense give up 62 points combined in those games they have not won since October 18th. This should be a manageable game in the first round of the playoffs for the Indians, but I think after that Ponderosa game, their minds have been reset and will be ready for anything that is thrown at them this weekend. That game will be this Friday in Montrose. I believe the kickoff is at 6 p.m. Fruit of Monument, the Wildcats were given the 11th seed, and they'll be facing off against six-seeded Dakota Ridge on Friday night at Jeffco Stadium on the front range. Fruta lost a tough game to Vista Peak, who was in the same bracket, seated at three. That game was last week. That game saw Denim Muster rush for 140 yards and two touchdowns while Cade Brissett, the quarterback, was limited to only 27 yards. We know how dangerous he can be on the ground. Two Bison running backs in Sledge. Remember Sledge? We talked about him last week. The third-string running back, who was at 6'2", 225 pounds. And Carr Curse, their leading rusher. They both rushed for over 100 yards in that game. And Vista Peak put up 509 all-purpose yards. This week, though, Dakota Ridge, much more manageable team. For the Wildcats, the Eagles are 8-2 on the year, but they lost their last regular season game to Golden, 14-0 last week. And Golden is actually seated lower than Fruta. Golden is 12th. Fruta is 11th. The Eagles actually almost lost to Grand Junction High School back in the regular season. That saw the Tigers lose 13-12. I believe that game was about three weeks ago. If the Wildcats play their cards right and limit the Eagles in time of possession and the run game, we could be looking at a first-round upset. Do not be surprised if by this time next week, I'm saying Fruta Monument has made it to the second round in Dakota Ridge. 8-2 and two coming into this matchup has been upset. Grand Junction High School, speaking of upsets, the Tigers will be looking for their very own, seated at 15th, trying to upend the number two Broomfield. The undefeated Broomfield, I might add. The Eagles are 10-0, and they average 275 yards on the ground per game. They have scored under 20 points once this year and have not allowed the opposing offense to score more than 10 points for five straight games. Grand Junction High School did get a confidence booster in their last game against Wheat Ridge, in which they won 42-9. Grand Junction is 5-5 on the year. As for this week, that's all I got for you. Lots of playoff action taking on. Go and look out for it. If you're Montrose, go to that game. And if you're in the front range, we'll support your local Western Soap team. Join us next week. 
I've been Matt Kennedy on the Western Slope Podcast, Carter Prepscast, presented by Alpine.